Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent, and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. Baba Muhammadi watched her siblings get ready for school. As they slipped on their shoes and chatted excitedly about the day, it was tough for Obaba not to feel lonely. Robaba was partially paralyzed and unable to use her arms or legs. Because of her condition, she'd never been allowed to go to school. Plus, she had no way to navigate the rough and bumpy streets of Kabul, Afghanistan, in her wheelchair. As soon as her family left for the day, though, Robaba launched into action. She rolled herself towards the table where her sister had left out a notebook and pens. Robaba didn't know how or if she'd be able to use them, but today was the day she was determined to try. I'm Ariana Delawari, and this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, a fairy tale podcast about the real life rebel women who inspire us. On this episode, Robaba Mohammadi, an artist and activist who is changing the world one brushstroke at a time. Robaba was born in a small village in Afghanistan full of giant mountains and rolling plains. When she was very little, her parents noticed that Robaba was unable to move her arms or legs. They decided to relocate their family to the capital city of Kabul, hoping that Robaba could get better medical treatment there. Kabul was a bustling metropolis, full of markets and activity. Unfortunately, there were also many prejudices and restrictions there, particularly against girls, women, and people with disabilities. You see, at this time in Afghanistan, there was an ultra-conservative political and religious group called the Taliban that was fighting for control. They had strict rules about how people should live. They didn't want girls or disabled people to go to school at all. And they often hurt people who disagreed with them. Robaba's family couldn't find anyone to help her medically and she was barred from school. She was basically told to stay home and hidden away. Robaba felt so lonely and depressed by herself day after day. It felt so unfair that her younger brothers and sisters got to go to school and she couldn't even write her own name. That morning, as she looked at her sister's notebook and pens, she felt a fierce longing in her heart. She wanted so badly to figure out a way to write or read or draw. Her hands couldn't grip the pen, but maybe she could use her feet instead. 
She stretched her legs up slowly, trying not to shake from the effort. Then she reached out with one of her feet and clutched a pen between two toes as tight as she could. She tried scribbling in the notebook with her toes, but it was too painful. Maybe if she positioned it another way. The pen slipped out of her toes. She tried again and again, but it just wasn't working. If she couldn't use her toes, what could she... Oh, wait, what about her mouth? Robaba bent down and pinched the pen between her lips. Aha! She leaned into the page and traced a line, and then a curve, the ink spreading out before her like a brilliant new path of hope. Robaba spent hours drawing on the paper, exploring and experimenting. As the end of the school day neared, Robaba maneuvered the notebook and pen safely into the folds of her clothes, her own special secret. She couldn't wait to take them back out and try again. From that day on, Robaba spent her days teaching herself how to draw with her mouth. It was slow going as she tested out different angles and approaches. She needed to be very patient with herself and her body. But soon enough, she realized she could use her lips and tongue to control the pen. Her drawings started getting bolder and more defined. Still, there was so much more she wanted to learn, like reading and writing. Robaba decided she had to tell her family what she'd been working on so they could help her out. She was so hungry to take in all the lessons and skills they were getting in school. The first time Robaba showed her family her secret notebook, they were shocked and didn't understand how she could have done this on her own. Robaba smiled brightly and demonstrated her new technique of controlling the pen with her mouth. Her family was amazed. After that, her family took turns teaching Robaba what they'd learned in school each day. Reading, writing, arithmetic. There was so much for Robaba to absorb. Tracing all of those numbers and letters was exhausting, but thrilling. Then one day, Robaba saw a program on television about a visual artist. She'd never watched a painter work before. As the artist transformed an empty canvas into a stunning work of art, Robaba gasped. She couldn't wait to tell everyone about it. It was amazing. It was unbelievable. I wish I could become an artist, she exclaimed. Her family exchanged looks. Robaba? An artist? Yes, yes, an artist. Hey, grown-ups. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Listen, I used to be miserable with allergies from about the beginning of April till the end of August. Sometimes my best friend was a cold washcloth over my face. I couldn't taste my food because my nose was so stuffed up. I couldn't go for a run because my eyes were so itchy. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. 
Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go for hikes, cut the grass, and most importantly, stop and smell the flowers. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called If which stands for Imaginary Friends. Pretty cool, am I right? IF is so much fun, with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's ifs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see ifs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten ifs with their kids. IF is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. IF comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17th. Bring your imaginary friends too! There was so much Robobal wanted to paint. Cartoon characters and portraits, landscapes and sunsets, the resilience and strength of Afghani women. Wait, she was getting ahead of herself. That's what she wanted to paint eventually. She had faith that she'd get there, but she'd start with something simple. Maybe a nice tree? Seated on the floor in front of a small easel, Robaba considered the blank canvas. She had a paint palette full of colors and a brush that she held securely in her mouth. She selected her first color, a warm brown. She started to swipe the paint onto the canvas by moving her head up and down, back and forth. She was doing it. Brush stroke by brush stroke, she started filling out the tree trunk shape she had in her mind's eye. Now for the leaves. 
She imagined them sparkling in the late afternoon sun. She dipped her brush in emerald paint and began with small, soft strokes. But that didn't look right, so she added some white paint. That didn't look right either. Maybe it needed some yellow or specks of blue. Everything she tried seemed to make it worse. Robabal was getting so angry at herself. Why couldn't she figure out the correct lighting and shading? She was getting dizzy from bobbing and shaking her head as she painted. Her jaw throbbed from clenching the paintbrush. Most of all, she was so frustrated that the tree on her canvas didn't match the one she saw in her mind. Her father heard her getting upset and hurried over to see what was wrong. He meant to comfort her, but when Robaba looked up, she found his eyes glued to her half-finished painting. He was stunned. Her painting was powerful and vivid. Sure, it wasn't entirely realistic, and maybe the colors were smudged, but he saw what she was doing. He felt the energy of this tree emerging, of her vision coming to life. He told Robaba that even though it felt difficult, she had to keep going. And so, Robaba picked up that paintbrush with her mouth again, dipped it in the green paint, and added another leaf. Leaf by leaf and color by color, Robaba created a magnificent tree. After that, she started on dreamscapes, animal sketches, and portraits of women she admired. As she got more comfortable with the brushes and paints, her paintings got clearer and louder and Robaba felt stronger than ever before. Doing this kind of artistic practice gave her body and mind a new sense of purpose. Robaba used her art to communicate her feelings about all the harsh restrictions she felt around her. She painted poignant images of young girls trapped behind barbed wire, and another of a soldier in silhouette against a blazing orange sky. Robaba felt herself becoming more and more confident, not only as an artist, but as an Afghani woman. She started going out with her wheelchair in public as a proud, disabled person. She wore bright makeup and did not put on the full face covering that was expected of women and girls. Robaba could tell a lot of people were staring at her for breaking the rules, but she did it anyway. She was finding new ways to express herself, and she wouldn't let fear hold her back any longer. Making her art soon became a political act for Robaba. As word of her accomplishments spread, reporters began to film and write stories about her. People posted about her online, sharing images of paintings they'd bought, and encouraging others to support Robaba too. They loved her work for its beauty and its message. For Robaba, it was thrilling to sell her paintings and send these pieces of herself out into the world. In 2019, at the age of 19, Robaba defied expectations yet again. With the help of her family and funded by the art she sold, Robaba opened the Robaba Arts and Culture Center in Kabul. The school offered classes in art, public speaking, and music. 
It was a lively, exciting, and groundbreaking place to be. The center quickly filled up with colorful canvases and creative energy. Robaba wasn't just making her own dreams come true now, but the dreams of many other young artists too. The Robaba Art and Culture Center proved that accessible arts education was valuable and necessary. Its students got encouragement and instruction from Robaba and the other teachers. And the center flourished for two years. Sadly, in 2021, the ultra-conservative Taliban did seize power in Afghanistan, and they forced the Robaba Arts and Culture Center to close its doors. For her own safety as a bold female artist and activist, Robaba was forced to leave Afghanistan, but she refused to stop making art. Her voice and vision continued to shine. She took to social media to speak out about injustice there while trying to help more of her family escape the country. She also began working to move her school online. Rebels, Robaba's story is far from over. It's really just beginning. She hopes that one day she'll be able to return to Kabul and bring art back home again. Until then, she works every day to share her strength and creative courage connecting with people globally, and encouraging everyone to do what might feel impossible. Robaba is truly painting a brighter and more inclusive world, one brushstroke at a time. This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls. It's based on the book series Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. This episode was narrated by me, Ariana Delawari. It was produced and directed by Haley Dopkiss, with sound design and mixing by Bianca Salinas. This story was written by Nicole Harutunian and edited by Abby Schur. Fact-checking by Joe Rodigan. Sensitivity read by Skylar Swenson. The executive producer was Joy Smith. Original theme music was composed and performed by Aletra Barjaki. Special thanks to the whole Rebel Girls team who make this podcast possible. Until next time, stay Rebel. Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels. Did you know there's a whole world of Rebel Girls to explore? Go to rebelgirls.com slash more to check out our latest books, t-shirts, crafting kits, and, well, more. Visit rebelgirls.com slash more. Until next time, stay rebel.